This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. An embattled oncologist is suing St. Peter's Health, its chief executive officer, and several of its physicians for damages following his dismissal from the hospital, according to the Helena Independent Record. Dr. Thomas Weiner says suspending his clinical privileges violated due process, was done without good cause, and damaged his reputation. Lawyers for Dr. Weiner filed a 26-page lawsuit Thursday in Montana's first judicial court in Lewis and Clark County, requesting that the case be heard by a jury and seeking damages to be determined at trial. Weiner started with the hospital in 1996. He was removed October 15th. He said the hospital forced him to take a voluntary leave of absence on November 12th and then terminated his employment on November 17th. Weiner had served as chief of staff and a member of St. Peter's Board of Directors during his nearly 25 years with the hospital. The hospital's chief executive officer, Wade Johnson, has said that Weiner was removed after the hospital learned that he had been harming patients for years, that the investigation was continuing, and has asked the court to dismiss the lawsuit. On November 17th, Weiner was emailed a letter from the hospital that said a review by outside oncologists found his care of six patients to be substandard. It cited his prescribing high doses of narcotics for patients. The lawsuit says the letter was purportedly to suspend Dr. Weiner's clinical privileges a second time. The lawsuit calls the claim an outright falsehood and says all six of those patients were unquestionably diagnosed with cancer and treated appropriately. In Thursday's lawsuit, filed by the Bozeman-based attorneys J. Devlin Bettis and Trent Gardner, Weiner is said to be widely respected by his patients, colleagues, nurses, and support staff for ethical, dedicated, and superb patient care. The suit says he has seen as many as 1,500 patients a month, has worked daily for six months without a day off, and has done the work of two or more full-time physicians. They say the hospital never hired a second oncologist to help Weiner. They also allege hospital officials knew that if they terminated Weiner's employment without branding him as incompetent, he could move his practice elsewhere and, quote, gut SPH's cancer treatment center. The lawsuit notes Weiner's re-credentialing for clinical privileges has been approved every two years, most recently in 2019, effective through May of next year. They note he was accused of 2016's leading the medical staff revolt against the then-CEO Nate Olson, who resigned later that year. They said Olson tried to remove Weiner, but relented after objections from the community. Quote, SPH has been attempting to force Dr. Weiner out of Helena since 2016, despite the fact that he has one of the largest and most successful medical practices in Helena, and he enjoys the overwhelming support of his patients, nurses, and staff personnel. That's according to the lawsuit. The suit says in 2018, the salaries of physicians was disclosed, and it created a dispute 
as Wiener was in the highest income group. His pay was then cut, but his workload stayed the same. The suit said that in February, Dr. Todd Wamper, who was head of St. Peter's Medical Group, demanded that Wiener turn over his inpatients to hospitalists because, quote, there's no way you are four times the doctor I am. The suit says that was in reference to the number of patients Wiener saw daily. The letter also allegedly informed him that based on an external review by several patients, the hospital found his clinical care was below the standard of care and would launch an investigation. The lawsuit said the October 15th letter did not say that Wiener posed an imminent threat to anyone. His attorneys want the court to let Wiener defend his treatment of patients before an adverse report is submitted to the National Practitioner Database. The suit says St. Peter's changed its position November 12th, and it considers his absence to be voluntary and unrelated to clinical competency issues, and was not a summary suspension, and it would not be reported to the MPDB. The lawsuit also says after Wiener was removed, one of his patients went to urgent care because she could not meet anyone at the cancer treatment center. They said the patient was told by someone at urgent care that they should seek a new physician because, quote, Wiener is toast. Montana Governor Steve Bullock and U.S. Surgeon General Jerome Adams commended the residents of Montana for reducing the spread of COVID-19 in the state while cases are on the rise in other parts of the country. The number of confirmed cases of the coronavirus in Montana has declined in the past two weeks, while testing has remained steady, according to Governor Steve Bullock. The governor said the decline is due to new restrictions that went into place November 20th that expanded an existing mask mandate to the entire state and required bars and casinos to close by 10 p.m. Confirmed cases in Yellowstone County are down 36% since November 20th, according to the governor. There were 488 individuals hospitalized statewide with the virus on Thursday, according to the state health department, but Bullock says he expects the number to drop after local data is reconciled with the state's reporting system. Surgeon General Adams, who was visiting Montana to launch a testing facility on the Fort Peck Indian Reservation, said Montana, quote, has proven these mitigation efforts work. Adams also urged confidence in the COVID-19 vaccine. The first 9,750 doses of the vaccine are expected to be delivered to Montana next week. The governor and the Surgeon General warned against complacency once the vaccine distribution begins, saying mask wearing and social distancing should continue. Arguments over mask requirements and other restrictions are increasing in number and in small and medium cities that once seemed safely removed from the outbreak. Protesters in Gallatin County have gathered for two consecutive weeks outside the Bozeman home of County Health Officer Matt Kelly to decry regulations, including the statewide mask mandate that was issued by Governor Steve Bullock. They've carried signs reading, We refuse to be your experiment and oxygen is essential. 
Last week, about 80 people lined up Bozeman's Main Street to support Kelly and other health officials. In Flathead County, the interim public health officer is resigning when her contract is up at year's end, citing a lack of support from local authorities to measures to help control the virus. Officials recorded 17 coronavirus-related deaths in the last 18 days in Flathead County. The protests aren't confined to Montana. In Boise, Idaho, a public health official vote on a four-county mask mandate ended during the meeting because of fears of their safety amid anti-mask protesters outside the building and at their homes. One health board member announced she had to go home to be with her child because of the protesters who were seen on video banging on buckets, blaring air horns and sirens, and blasting a sound clip of gunfire from the movie Scarface outside her front door. Montana health officials report 991 new cases of COVID-19 and 24 more deaths on Friday. Statewide, there are now 9,972 active cases. 805 people have died as a result of COVID-19. 372 people were actively hospitalized in the state at the last report. Since March, there have been 3,039 hospitalizations total. Montana has had 71,870 confirmed cases. Of those infected, 61,093 are considered recovered. Montana officials have detected more than 100 positive cases of chronic wasting disease, an always fatal disease in deer, elk, and moose. They've detected those 100 positive cases over the last five months, and the disease appears to be spreading. Out of more than 7,000 game samples, Submitted for testing for CWD between July 1st and December 3rd, Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks says there are 134 positive cases. Kent McDonald, FWP Wildlife Division Administrator, says five hunting districts around Bozeman, Dillon, Sheridan, and Lake Fort Peck saw positive CWD cases for the first time this year. About a quarter of the 335 white-tailed deer sampled in Hunting District 322 near Sheridan tested positive as well. CWD is an always fatal disease that targets the nervous systems of ungulates. It spreads through direct contact between the animals and has caused declines in wildlife population in certain areas. Montana's first case was detected in 2017. CWD has not been shown to infect hunters, but federal health officials say people should not eat meat from infected animals. They also say that hunters should wear rubber gloves and eye protection when field dressing animals. Senator John Tester held a press conference on Thursday with the Deputy Director of the Veterans of Foreign Wars, Matthew Doyle, to discuss his involvement with and Amendment 2 the Fair Care Vietnam Veterans Act. After sharing one veteran's experience in Vietnam with Agent Orange and some of his ongoing medical conditions, Tester added that there are tens of thousands of other veterans that deserve medical help and attention 
but have been denied by the VA. One of the amendments to the bill, sponsored by Tester, would require the VA to expand care and benefits to veterans suffering from three different illnesses that have been linked to Agent Orange, bladder cancer, hypothyroidism, and Parkinsonism would be added to the list. Quote, quite frankly, this from Senator Tester, our Vietnam veterans are getting older. They need this benefit today, not a month from now, not a year from now. They need it today. Tester said it's time for the Senate to vote on this legislation. And, quite frankly, once that is done, it's up to this administration and the next administration to make sure this bill is implemented, assuming the Trump administration signs the bill, which I believe they will. Tester added, I think part of the deal this country makes with folks who serve in the military is that when they come home, you try to make them whole. Senator Steve Daines also supports the measures. The COVID-19 pandemic shutdown of Missoula's concert scene could be costing local businesses as much as $100 million in lost revenue. President Nick Chikata of Logjam Presents says the pandemic shutdown of Missoula's growing concert scene has had a profound impact, not just on the venues themselves, but on surrounding businesses. Quote, a kind of bringing people into town center, enjoying all the food that we have now, all those great restaurants we have now going to bars and then go to the show. That's all lost right now, and I think people are feeling it for sure. If you think of Log Jam, I mean, we've sold $10 million worth of tickets last year. If you follow that logic, the amount lost is a huge number that is now absent from the economy and total spending. He said if you extend the math to Helena, Great Falls, Bozeman, and Billings, the lost revenue is huge. Logjam Presents has had to lay off 125 employees, he said, and Chicada is worried it could be another year before the concert business returns to some normalcy if the industry survives the winter. Yellowstone National Park will restore historic buildings at Fort Yellowstone, a U.S. Army camp built in the late 1800s and early 1900s when the Army administered the park. The Jackson Hole News and Guide reports that federal funds in the recently passed Great American Outdoors Act will be used to rehabilitate structures at Fort Yellowstone next year. The park spent nearly $1 million this year to stabilize the buildings. And finally, an initially promising U.S. forecast for the northern lights has gone bust, according to the Space Weather Prediction Center. Stargazers in the continental 48 states now have essentially zero chance of seeing the astronomical phenomenon this weekend, according to the head of operations at the U.S. government's Space Weather Prediction Center on Thursday. Some early reports had suggested the aurora borealis would be viewable as far south as Illinois this weekend. But Robert Rutledge, the lead of operations at the center, said the agency had high hopes for Thursday and Friday, but it downgraded its forecast 
for the weekend and next week because the chances turned out to be a big miss. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast has listeners in 30 states and provinces, in 20 countries on six continents, and we're approaching 500 listeners a day. Made in Montana news is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio, KEMRDB in Jefferson County, Montana Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.